This is 128 Bits, a podcast about the most influential period of video games, what is known as the sixth generation, the Dreamcast, PS2, GameCube, and Xbox era. And on every episode, we will discuss one standout title from the generation and talk about its greatness, including its critical reception at the time, our favorite and least favorite things, its legacy, and what it would look like today. I'm your host, Rodrigo Nunez, and today I'm joined by Joseph, and we're going to talk about the rebirth of maybe my favorite video game franchise. That's right. We're going to talk about Ace Combat 4. So uh, how are you, Joe? I'm doing good. Been pumping uh, Kenny Loggins all morning. Just to prepare. <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, let's get into the background of this game right away. So Ace Combat 4, actually Ace Combat 04, Shattered Skies, is technically <laughs> a flight simulator game. But I wouldn't say it is. I mean, it's not at all a flight simulator. It's more of an arcade airplane game. Um, and it was released uh, in the U.S. on November 1st, 2001 for the PS2. And it is a PS2 exclusive, as all the Ace Combats of this era would, would go on to be. Um, and it's one of the biggest, if not the biggest reason why I wanted a PS2. Um, like, it was this game. I, I yearned for it so much. I remember walking by... <laughs> the blockbuster video, like video game rental section, and always just like picking up the cover and just like looking at that F-22, reading the back over and over. And Because I didn't have a PS2 until later on. Um, but yeah, this this is the reason why I wanted one. Um, Ace Combat 4 was the first game developed by the development studio that would later go on to be called Project Aces, but at the time was known as the AC-04 Project. They were tasked with revitalizing the franchise and reestablishing it as a hit franchise on the PS2 after the less than stellar performance sales-wise of Ace Combat 3 on the PlayStation 1. So the team decided to go back to their roots and focus on the gameplay itself and not so much on crafting a multi-branched anime epic like O3 was. Um, the team, in fact, took upon a design slogan that was used in marketing material and is even displayed as the last thing in the ending credits the slogan was quote it's changing everything again end quote so they wanted that slogan to shape around all their decisions and just kind of like rethinking the ace combat franchise i don't know if you ever played ace combat 3 did you did you play it joe no this is actually the only one that i've played <laughs> i think it's probably because of your obsession with it yeah that i yeah. finally like played it at your your house or something and then i must have like rented it a few times at blockbuster them, but I never, I never, I don't think I ever owned this game. I just played it a good amount. Mm. Yeah, well, Ace Combat 3 was like, it was weird because on the US, the US version of it had like a really simple storyline, um, like kind of linear. But apparently the Japanese version was like a two disc mega version that had like <laughs> multi branching choose your own adventure type storylines. And there was like anime cutscenes and everything. So they spent a lot of money on that. And it wasn't as big of a hit as like Ace Combat 2 or 1. And so with 4, they're like, okay, we need to get back to, to Ace Combat 2 levels. Like it needs to be a reset of the franchise. So it's kind they of interesting. That they, decided, that. they just decided to keep the cutscenes in there? No. Well, it, even so, like the like Ace Combat 3 was just like, it was more of like a game. And then the majority of the time you spent watching like an anime series type <laughs> thing. It was set in the future and it was like super ambitious and stuff like that. So with this, it's just like, okay, let's go back to like 
real world <laughs> airplanes and real like quote unquote real world settings and stuff like that. So it was just like a reset onto what Ace Combat was originally. Okay, cool. And for the Ace Combat, at least for this game, there's no director um, on the level of like Mizuguchi or Keita Takahashi that is like that level of creative genius, right? That worked on Ace Combat 4. But since this was the creation of Project Aces, a man central to the whole Ace Combat universe worked on this game, and his name is Kazutoki Kono, and he was the art director for Ace Combat 4. He was in charge of, like, creating uh, the flags for the countries, the designs around the pilots, all that, all that stuff. So, But there's no central figure in the Ace Combat universe, which I thought was kind of interesting because so many of the hit video game franchises, especially the Japanese ones, have, like, a central figure around them but Ace Combat really doesn't. Now, in the game itself, the player takes on the role of a pilot and flies one of 21 planes through a variety of missions, but see the player take on other airplanes in dogfights or escort friendlies, attack refineries or Navy fleets or shoot down cruise missiles or even do a good old Death Star style trench run. <laughs> so like, there's a whole variety of missions. And the controls, like I said, are very arcadey and each plane has something like 50 missiles and 20-ish or so of their special weapons, in addition to, like, 2,000 rounds of machine guns. So not at all realistic. Like, in, in real life, an airplane can carry probably, like, four missiles at the most. Um, and here you have 50. That's why I kind of, like, don't like when people call this a f flight simulator because it's, it's, not, it's not really realistic. The visuals, however, are very realistic. Uh, and when you marry those two things, like arcade gameplay with hyper-realistic visuals... And then you set it to a great soundtrack that goes from electronic to rock and opera style music with a great storyline that really makes you feel like a hero. All of that concoction is what makes Ace Combat 4 so special. Um, and plot wise, the game is set in an alternate universe that the majority of the Ace Combat games are set in by the name of Strange Real. So it's like an alternate version of Earth. For some reason, they went with that name Strange Real. But um. Yeah, this game is set on the continent of Usia, which is kind of like a parallel to Western Europe. Um, and five years before the start of the game, an asteroid was headed to Earth, so all the nations of Usia united to build a super weapon, like eight massive railguns, to shoot down the asteroid and its fragments. This weapon was named Stonehenge. So once the asteroid had been dealt with, Eruja, the biggest country in the continent of Usia, took over the weapon and turned it into an anti-aircraft weapon, and the rest of the nations on the continent united to try and destroy Stonehenge and defeat Usia. Thus, the ISAF was born. So think of NATO. That's that's the parallel here. It's like NATO versus the Russians. <laughs> but the Erusians ran the ISAF off the mainland onto an island in the north. And the player character is a pilot for the ISAF as the ISAF tries to retake the continent and destroy Stonehenge. That's the plot from one level. However, while all this plays out, there's a side story being told in really cool cutscenes, and they're just still frames of anime-style drawings with music and really good narration. So it's kind of like low production value, at least compared to Ace Combat 3, because nothing's animated, it's just still frames. But it's a journalist telling the story from his present about his experience living through this war in his hometown as a child. His hometown was taken over by Eruja, and the Star Air Force Squadron of the Erujans were stationed there in his hometown, Yellow Squadron. The leader of Yellow Squadron, a man that we only know as Yellow 13, in specific is this hero-like figure who's the ideal pilot. 
He's calm. He's handsome. He's respectful of his enemies. He knows how to play the guitar, <laughs> and he's the best pilot in all the Erujian Air Force. So, as the cutscenes go on, Yellow Thirteen talks about the player character Mobius One, and how he hopes to get to face him in battle because that would be a worthy way to go out. He's so, the only worthy opponent he's found so far. Yeah. So as a player, I thought this was really cool because you get to play as Mobius One, and as you get better and better during the missions. Allies and enemies will talk about you, but then you'd see the impact you're having on some kid miles away, years later, and all of that just really feeds into this myth of like you are a hero, which I thought was really, really well done. And ultimately, I think that's what Ace Combat Four was all about, and what it positioned the Ace Combat franchise to become. That is, games that are about heroism and a type of over-the-top anime heroism set. In a hyper-realistic setting with awesome airplanes, but devoid of really any heavy morality, it's easy to be a hero when even the enemies are heroic. There's really no evil displayed in this world; just good men fighting for their sides with honor. Like the evil is kind of faceless; it's like the bigger thing. But they tell these stories from the individual level, and it's far from reality because it's not a movie that fetishizes war in the Western way, like. Call of Duty games do.、Mm. I feel it's more like born of a love of airplanes, and I think that's the reason why I love these games most of all. Because, frankly, I'm obsessed with military airplanes. I know way too much about them, but I can't <laughs> shake the fact that they're like colossal wastes of money and are weapons of war. However, in Ace Combat, they're more like horses for knights. They're cleansed, even if falsely cleansed. Everything is honorable and pretty, and these weapons get to just be awesome machines that are tamed by honorable people, and not, you know, the reason why we have a homeless crisis in America <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's Ace Combat Four,、um, and I don't know if you could tell, but I love this game. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't think like it's coming across how much you gush over this game,、um, but like rightfully so. I found out going back and reviewing it. Yeah, this this game is really like I said. It's the reason why I wanted a PS4. The Ace Combat franchise is literally the only video game franchise in which I've completed every game. <laughs> so there's no other video game franchise in which I've ever done that.、Um, I, I think you're the、it. only person that I've ever met to say that. <laughs> And it's probably obsession with airplanes. I mean, I had an obsession with a unhealthy obsession with Top Gun. I think as every male does at some point. <laughs> And I think this one, this game, kind of let me live those fantasies for me. Oh yeah, definitely.、Um, so let's get into the critical reception of the game. Ace Combat Four got good reviews with an average score of 89 on Metacritic. From 22 critic reviews, and I'm personally just gonna round it up to a 90.、Uh, so <laughs> this game got an A. <laughs>、um, IGN gave it a 91 and talked about its graphics, saying, "Quote another one of those games that looks almost real to the point where you can't quite peg exactly what it is that tips you off. It's a video game." End quote. And I think at at that time, so I, I replayed it and kind of. Now, compared to Ace Combat Seven, you can tell that it's like, oh yeah, the graphics are, yeah. are not as good. But I can really remember at the time looking at the graphics and being like, oh man, this is this is real. This is the real world. I'm flying over a real ocean and stuff like that. So,、um, the graphics at the time were exceptional. Yeah,、um, I saw that noted a lot. So I went back and just kind of compared it to other like from releases. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is definitely stand out. Yeah, it and I don't know. Maybe it's just because airplane or 
they did use like satellite imagery from like some Japan and <laughs> from from some satellite industry in Japan or whatever. And uh, they're still doing that today. So that's like I said, that's what makes it most like a flight sim, uh, yeah. just the looks of it, but not necessarily the gameplay. Um, official PlayStation magazine gave it a 90 saying the controls are practically perfect. Again, probably just because they're so easy and you don't expect a game that looks like a flight sim to control the way it does. Uh, GamePro, the greatest magazine of the era, <laughs> gave it a 4.5 fun factor score. And in his review, Four-Eyed Dragon said the following, quote, The arcade gameplay retains the Ace Combat trademarks. Tons of firepower and a simple control scheme. The sights and sounds are even more realistic and highly charged than previous Ace Combats, end quote. So yeah, kind of like touching on everything. It's arcade. But it looks and sounds amazing. Like, I remember the one thing that I really liked about this game was um, all the chatter that you hear from the yeah. people flying alongside you or like AWACS, which is like the eye in the sky type person. Mm. Um, all of that really, really made it engrossing and you really felt like you were flying there. The audio mix is incredible. It's one of the, it's one of the ones that has stood out to me since we've started doing this. Probably... Mm the most I'd say because there's so much going on with the explosions like the you have all the chatter and then like this amazing score in between it and it just works really well yeah I hadn't noticed that that, that would be a, a, a big challenge because there is a lot going on but you never really feel feel overwhelmed I mean the only time you feel overwhelmed is when when Don't you, you yeah or, or, or when yeah when it wants you to or when you're like have multiple missiles locked on you which is yeah, yeah you should feel <laughs> yeah yeah like when you're in these big fights other, other than that like it it just really it blends really hard aa guns destroyed enemy vessel sunk Um, EGN gave it one of the lowest reviews I could find with a score of 72 saying its gameplay isn't revolutionary, but it looks pretty, which is enough. <laughs> and I mean, if you played Ace Combat 2, it's really not that revolutionary. The only thing that they introduced was the ability to um, resupply in the middle of missions, mm -hmm. which is like going back. Um, but there was no online play or anything like that for it. So, I mean, fair enough. It was this was more evolutionary than than revolutionary, at least in Ace Combat terms. And I couldn't find it in any Game of the Year awards, which I mean, it came out in 2001, which <laughs> like we've said before, <laughs> yeah, it's a great year for video games. However, it is the Game of My Heart award. <laughs> I just want to throw that in there. Um, it got a couple nominations, though, for some awards I saw. Yeah, it was like best graphics, or I think it was like best music. There was best PS2. shooter on like... GameSpot Awards or something too, because mm. that was. The, I guess this doesn't really jump out to me as a shooter, but yeah, it could be. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it there's like one type of these games, and that's Ace Combat. Yeah. Um, so it's just like you can't. If there were more, maybe it would be cool. Um, the but yeah, ended up winning was Halo though. So yeah, it's not, <laughs> yeah. not ever gonna like become close to it. Yeah, if you're gonna compare this, like as a shooter to halo it's gonna lose or yeah. if you're gonna compare yeah. it as like a best military style game like compared to metal gear solid 2 it's probably gonna lose right? yeah. <laughs> anything that you could put it in in that year it's like it's, it's the runner-up to all of them yeah 
Sales-wise, Ace Combat 4 was very successful. For starters, it made it onto the greatest hits for the PS2, and by 2008, it had sold 2.64 million units worldwide, which is very impressive. Um, and it kind of makes me wonder why I'm the only one of my friends that owned this game. <laughs> <laughs> so with those numbers, it is the 40th best-selling PS2 game of all time, and wow. the best Ace Combat game up until the latest. And just for reference... Ace Combat 4 sold more copies than Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. It sold more copies than Tekken Tag Tournament. It sold more copies than Resident Evil 4. Devil May Cry. Wait, Tekken Resident Evil 4. 4 was a GameCube exclusive, though. So that well, one's not it, yeah, a good comp. Well, it came out, I'm talking, yeah, as a PS2 game. Resident well, no, Evil this was 4. a PS2 exclusive, though. So, I, yeah. yeah. Damn. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Devil May, it sold more than Devil May Cry. Whoa. It sold more than Tekken 4, Need for Speed Underground 2. It sold more than Guitar Hero. Wow. So, yeah, Ace Combat 4 was hugely popular. And I, I'm like, why was no one in my circle playing this game? <laughs> was this stateside or was this yeah, worldwide? This is, no, this is worldwide. This is worldwide. So maybe it's way more popular in Japan, but I don't know. It's just, it blew my mind how well yeah, it like, seems Some of those I could get, like, because Guitar Hero had the the uh controller so it was a little more expensive but damn yeah some of those are really surprising yeah like even namco like it, it, the tekken's like i remember tekken 4 and tekken tag being very popular early on and ace combat 4 sold more yeah um, i'd be a little blasphemy as a playstation fan to say but i'm not a big tekken fan so <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah i'm just i'm really surprised at how well it sold and i'm i'm really surprised that it's the best selling Ace Combat game, uh, because even though it's great, I think the the following ones are are better, but maybe they lacked that that mainstream appeal. I don't I don't know what it is. I, I think maybe that's when it became niche and Ace Combat 4 was the last major mainstream hit. I don't know. Uh, you're really um, surprised. The only one that played this game when you're not in your circle. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um so a couple of behind the scenes or trivia. Um, like I said, this game featured still frame anime cutscenes, and these were done first as a cost saving measure because of the initial cost of building a PS2 game engine and everything and everything around that, like it just took up so much money, but also as a response to how much was spent on the cutscenes in Ace Combat 3. So Ace Combat 3 had really gorgeous animated, fully animated cutscenes, um, but they spent too much money on that, so they kind of kind of wanted to prove to themselves or something i guess that they could do it without <laughs> them or just kind of not repeat that mistake and I um, look at some of those that was one of my favorite things about this just kind of like the simplicity of the the way they told this story with those still frame like uh ken burns kind of where they'd zoom in on like some of these pictures here yeah that's what that's what it was like it was like really slow panning across things and you would hear like sound like the really good narration but also yeah. like acted out sounds it was I, I really enjoy that, the storytelling techniques they used for that also. Um, another little piece of trivia. According to canon, there's official Ace Combat canon. Mobius <laughs> 1, the pilot that you play, only flew two airplanes in all of his missions. He flew the F-4 Phantom, which is an old Vietnam-area carrier-based fighter, and the F-22 Raptor, which is the plane on the cover. Um but in the game, you can choose any aircraft. You have 21 airplanes available, but 
canonically, Mobius One only flew those two, which I thought was pretty cool that they went into that. Um, another little piece of trivia, Ace Combat kind of confirms that the Namco universe takes place in Strange Reel. So there's a pilot that shows up in some missions in like one of the background characters that are chattering with you, and her name is Kei Nagase. So there's multiple Kei Nagase's, but this Kei Nagase is the same one from Ace Combat 2, who was one of the co-pilots you could have. And Nagase is confirmed to be the sister of Ridge Racer's Reiko Nagase, who is the poster girl of the franchise, and Namco's like hugely invested in Ridge Racer. So you kind of link the two. Obviously, they take place in Strange Reel, which also being part of the Namco franchise means that um, potentially Katamari Damacy takes place in Strange Reel. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, also, you got Pac-Man and Ghost around everywhere. So it's pretty terrifying universe, <laughs> Strange Reel. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's, there's, there's probably a grand unified Namco universe theory somewhere out there. I just, I just didn't care to look it up. But... <laughs> we need to find it. <laughs> um, Another little piece of trivia. In 2015, Kazutoki Kono revealed that there was a concept planned for a game based on Yellow 13. It was called Ace Combat SS The Young Yellow, which I think would have been awesome. Oh, man. Yeah. Yellow 13, like his whole, the way they present him was really well done. Like I said, he's like the ultimate gentleman fighter. Um, And it would have been really cool to have a game with him. Hopefully they do at some point. Um, Another little piece of trivia. Ace Combat 7, which is the latest game that just came out on the PS4 and PC, and I think Xbox One as well. So Ace Combat 7, in addition to having a normal story mode, had another gameplay mode, VR mode. And VR mode had its own little story where the player takes on the role of Mobius 1 once again. So yeah, it's good to know that Mobius 1 still lives and he's still racking up kills. Um, so yeah, Mobius 1 lives. <laughs> That's cool. I thought I was going to say even as a... Uh... It should be even just DLC or something. The Yellow Thirteen one. Oh yeah, even that would not be a so full cool. Game. I bet you that that would that would maybe do real numbers again, just yeah. like Ace Combat Four. Um, and another little piece of trivia: uh, Mobius One appears as the final boss of Ace Combat Zero's non-canon special stage, the Gauntlet. <sighs> so yeah, like this is this is like a non-stop just dogfighting when you face all of the star aces and whatever and the last one on ace difficulty um if you beat the second to last team in under one minute is mobius one so that kind of shows you where mobius one ranks in terms of like the canonical ace universe like he's like the top dog so ace combat 4 you're playing as the top dog the top, best pilot in the namco universe and there's like he's still showing up. Like he showed up in Ace Combat Zero, Ace Combat Seven. So, yeah, it's a pretty special character. Um, did you find anything in your research on like trivia or anything like that, Joe? No, not in particular. Um, one thing that I had that I guess just like I don't think I ever had this question answered. Or if I did, I didn't remember it. Flight path that they showed during the recap, like when they're giving you all your stats, mm-hmm. is that specifically your run or is that just like the model run? No, that's you cool yeah that's awesome that's really awesome yeah i think it's really cool too because so after the missions when they're showing you like how you did and they're tallying up your score there's like arrows like 3d arrows that kind of show all of the turns you took when you shot an enemy down when you destroyed something and it's kind of like uh 
just like a diagram, a drawing, but in 3D of what you did. And yeah, at first, I remember when I realized that it was me, I was just like, that's so cool. It adds so much depth to the game and it really cement, like grounds you in that universe, right? Yeah. There's a lot of little neat touches that, yeah, this, that this game has. It's just like, there's so much, yeah, like that's a good word is depth in this game. Yeah. The, the, you know, the other thing that I would like whenever people ask me like to describe Ace Combat, I always say it's like an anime series about a pilot and you get to be that pilot, right? The other thing that I would say, it's like it's Star Wars Rogue Squadron set <sighs> in the real world. Yeah. That's kind of how I describe it as because, yeah, you're like the hero squadron. You do the best thing ever. You're the hardest, best pilot and all this good stuff. Yeah, yeah, complete with trend trends at the end. This, exactly. this one had yeah, <laughs> all of to the end. I don't know. Again, I don't know if I ever beat it, but when we got to the end uh, in my playthrough, I was like, hey, this kind of reminds This is familiar. <laughs> <laughs> all of them have trench runs. Even seven has a trench run. It's just, okay, cool. It, it's, a, it's a theme. It's a, it's a theme for this, for these games. Um, so let's get into the questions. First question, what is your favorite moment or thing about this game? Uh, Joe, what, why don't you take this one first? I mean, there was a couple um, that I kind of narrowed it down to. The audio mix was really one of them, but since I already talked about that, <laughs> the I guess I'll, I'll just say the story. I was just a child when the stars fell from the skies, but I remember how they built a cannon to destroy them. And in turn, how that cannon brought war upon us. War was an abstract idea, nothing more than a show on TV. As a child, I only saw it as something that happened in some At faraway first, land. Like, you don't really... I mean, for me it was, uh, because I'm not really, again, into the Ace Combat universe or the Namco universe. Um, <laughs> But like, cause I don't, I didn't know if I was supposed to know Yellow Thirteen, and then I think it takes it takes at least four or five missions for Yellow, for the Yellow like squad to even show up in in yours, and like even your your squad seriously. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You don't face them until later on, and it's like at the end of one of the missions. Yeah, yeah. like show up, and then this is when you've been hearing about them. So that's when like it finally comes together, uh, and it was also one of the was one of the like earliest, I guess, exposures. And in the way that it talked about war and didn't like glamorize it, um, and like like in the opening scene, you see the, the narrator's uh, family killed by the Yellow Thirteen shoots down a plane that lands on his house that kills his family. Like the yeah. way that it talks about loss and and war, like the bleak and like realistic way that it's one of the first exposures. So I want to say that this is like that was my favorite thing about it, and the thing that really was triggered when I started doing my research about this one again. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point, too, because there is so there's like the the like I said earlier, it's kind of like the glamorizing aspect is in the fact that you're a hero and you don't really see that. But then you're presented with this kid who lost everything. Right. And kind of like in his trauma, he he tries to cope with it just by getting close to these people. And he discovers a resistance movement and all this stuff. So the story is really cool and it's not like the type of stories that you would hear in in other war games right where it's just like we're the good guys they're the bad guys take them out yeah especially um, like at the time like i remember like call of duty i want to say two you're like a journalist slash spy and like it's all <laughs> like this war is cool kind of thing and yeah i mean not cool but like yeah like nothing but heroes and like this one was one that i remember showing like the the loss in it yeah 
Um, for me, my favorite thing about this game is everything. I, I just, <laughs> I just, I just love this game. I love feeling like a hero, which is what this game does. And I'm gonna uh, a little bit of behind the scenes. So the way that we determine what games to talk about on this show is um, there was like a. Like, what games do you want to talk about and rank them in the in the order that you would want to talk about, right? And we did, like, a weighted ranking where the game that you most want to talk about, you put it in number one, and that gives, like, 20 points, number two, et cetera, right? And I put Ace Combat 4. <laughs> yeah, I put Ace Combat 4 as number one because I really, really wanted to talk about this game, and I knew nobody else would want to. Um, <laughs> but it just came in as, like, the 10th game that we're going to talk about this season <laughs> because so of your because of because i put it at the top and um i sacrificed other games that i wanted to talk about for this one but i just i genuinely love this game i love like i said that feeling of a hero i love the storytelling i love the airplanes um i love the enemies the anime cutscenes everything about it is absolutely fantastic and it really is one of my favorite games of all time it's a game that i like I said, I beat easily. I replayed and because there's this thing in Ace Combat where if you replay the game um, on a higher difficulty, you start to face like weird Easter egg aces show up in every mission that you have to like track down and they have their own special paint scheme and they're harder to find that aren't essential to the mission. But if you hunt them down, you get extra points and you get extra skins. So I did all of that on Ace Combat 4. Um but if I had to pick one moment in the game, though, it's either the first time you face Yellow Squadron, which when you said, like, they're building up to this, you don't meet them right away uh, on the battlefield. You meet them, like, immediately at the beginning. Yellow 13 shoots down the kid's house. Like, he shoots down an airplane <laughs> that lands on the kid's house. And then um, you kind of meet them when they come into the bar, play the guitar and all this good stuff, right? But the first time you meet them on the battlefield... You really, they really do behave differently than the other ones. Like the AI is ramped up. Um, so that moment was great. Or when you face Stonehenge for the first time. Yes. Because I didn't get what it was. Like, it's just, okay, it's just guns that shoot down asteroids. But when they weaponize it into an anti-aircraft gun, you like have to drop to under 2,000 feet. And you're too far to be able to do anything other than just run away. And you have to do it like from a trench, like you have to go down this ravine and get away. And at the same time, like your AWACS is counting down um, when Stonehenge hits will land. And when they do, like the sky just lights up in this hue of white, overwhelming and planes start falling from the sky. It's really a good moment. And it's a great introduction to a weapon that you just hear about. But then when you see it in action, it really you're just like, oh, crap, that is really, really strong. Um yeah. Or, yeah, that moment was great. Or the last mission. So in the last mission, you're like freeing a city. Or I think it's the second to last. Yeah, it's the second to last because the last is the trench run. Yeah. <laughs> it's the second to last mission where you can hear a TV transmission like being picked up from your radio of people being freed and just people cheering. And they're talking about the pilot with the ribbon, which is you, Mobius One. And it's just a really, really good moment that really makes you feel like a hero. Um, yeah, it's just... If you haven't played this game, play it. It's it's available out there. Yeah, I'm um, glad you said that. Because I was going to say, like, one, the only other one that I wanted to mention as far as favorite things was that the cinematic moments here really made it. Like, it seems to be a recurring theme this generation, but we finally get to see storytellers mm. play out action sequence the way that they wanted them to. Mm -hmm. um, 
and like the yeah, like you're saying, like the first time Stonehenge rains on you is awesome. I mean, <laughs> it, it's an awesome moment to to play because you have to get into this ravine and like you f- feel the panic in your squadron and you start hearing all these people drop. Like it, it's yeah, it's pretty cool. Like complete with all these the accompanying musical cues. The yeah, like you wouldn't think a sim a flight quote-unquote <laughs> flight sim would be able yeah to have like these cinematic story moments but it's awesome that it does it it's really a, just a great game and it's <laughs> done in a really really good way and i love this game um second question what is the worst part of the game and I, i'm gonna take this one first because it has to be the trench run at the end <laughs> i hate it i hate trench runs i really really do <laughs> And as much as I love Ace Combat, every single Ace Combat game has a trench run like this. Um, This is actually probably the least offensive one because it's the shortest one. But there are some where the trench is never ending and it shifts like it it all of a sudden becomes like you got to do a 90 degree turn in the middle of it all the way up. And it's just insane. Um, The trench run at the end is the worst. I hate it. It's they're not fun, especially with like, again, I had a really crappy TV and with the light hitting it, you couldn't tell anything and it was dark in there and dying. So like I had to play it at night or shut off the blinds or whatever. Um, and even now, like in the screen now, it's just like, yeah, the graphics are muddy inside this trench. Like I can't see anything. I had to switch to like a uh, cockpit view and even then I couldn't see anything. But um, yeah, I, I really don't like the trench runs. If I had to, I don't know if I would get rid of them, but I wouldn't make them the pinnacle moment of the game. Um, what about you, Joe? What do you think is the worst part of this game? I, to be honest, I couldn't remember like the experience of playing it enough to really nitpick it enough. Mm. So I think mine are really more a limitation of the um, the generation. Mm. I love the audio mix, as I've been saying, but but my nitpick is that there's only one. So like, if you're in the third person view, you're mm. getting the same mix as if you're in the cockpit view works perfect if you're in the cockpit view but if you're mm. outside and like that so the mix i love you just have to you're not going to get that that same perspective if you're from the outside um that's a, a different uh again but that's just more a limitation than generation i think audio was not a big consideration in, in a lot of these games <laughs> not quality wise anyway yeah um and then the other thing was like I like to use cockpit view whenever I can in some of yeah. these games. And this one, I, I remember seeing it on the playthrough when they switched into it. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember when I would do it in the game and I hated it. Cause it was just so like clunky. And I think you just couldn't draw lines like clear enough. Like if you look at squadrons, like there, there's these slick lines where in your cockpit, you can actually see what's happening in yeah. this one, unless you're looking up, you can't see what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I do think it's be a limitation of the era um, because even like in Ace Combat Seven, the cockpit view is a lot better just just because of the graphics, I guess. Um, yeah. Even on the like, but the cool thing is that even like the crappy airplanes or each each airplane had a different cockpit view and mm-hmm. they were mostly accurate. Um, there was some. That yeah, that's why. Like, I don't think it was a specific plane it was more just kind of like just yeah clunky in, in all of them yeah i mean the cool thing about it though was that you like you could see around your airplane but it was it was kind of hard in, <laughs> yeah. in practice um but yeah i hardly ever played in cockpit view in this game unless i absolutely had to because i really liked how the airplanes looked and i would do the thing where 
you shoot a missile and if you keep it held down, it'll follow the missile until it hits the other airplane uh. or it misses or whatever. So to me, it was just like super sick. I was making like my own movies when I was playing and <laughs> trying to do all, all of these um, acrobatic moves and stuff like that. Um, but uh, the one thing, though, that the trench run always ends in a cool cinematic angle. Like, I don't know if you saw this one, but yeah, it also has Where like it comes the, up out of the. Yeah, it has the best line in the whole movie, too. It's just like they ask uh, somebody asked this guy. So did we win the war? And then he says um, something like, I don't know that history determines the winners of wars. But what I do know is that heroes really do exist. And when ours is coming home now or something like that. And it's talking about you. And I remember that moment. I was like, yes, that is so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, so maybe the, the, the reward of the trench run is that you usually get the best cinematic angle. But um, yeah, I, I mean, overall, this game is, is one that nails the formula of the of, like of Ace Combat. So there's you either like it or you don't. You know what I mean? Like you're either not like I don't think there's much room for improvement in that one. So I think it really is just nitpicks. Um. Third question, how did the game age and what parts of it aged the best, worst, aside from the graphics? Um, what do you think, Joe? I want to say that it aged pretty well because I don't remember playing it a lot during that. Like I said, I played, I picked it up and played it a few times, but like I have a much bigger appreciation for it now mm. or looking at it now throughout all this research. Mm. And doesn't happen a lot with most of these games it's like a lot of these has been going back and like oh this game kind of sucked and it was like it needs to stay where it was i mean it was evolutionary but it needs to stay kind of where it was i don't want to go play a lot of these games yeah and uh i even went back and like i remember at the time being the biggest star wars fan i was rose squadron was what i cared about more than this yeah and i go back and compliments like okay yeah this isn't even anywhere like they're not even on the same playing field this is so much deeper like yeah the amount of planes the replayability with the scoring the soundtrack the story there's just so much good in here that i don't know that it was really appreciated. I mean, it, it's the best selling one of all time. So I can't say that, but I can say definitely in my circles and like yeah. a lot of the American audience and pe at least that I know, nobody that I've run to really talks about this game as much as you have. And it feels like it shouldn't be the case. This should really be talked about the way that like Grand Theft Auto and those kind of are because of the depth of this game. Yeah. And, and, and you know, what's interesting is that, so like the following games have, more planes and have like the the story while i would say that this game had the best the best story of almost any game at least storytelling wise the the avenues that they explore like in ace combat zero they introduce like alignments like you can either be like a good knight type of a pilot or like a mercenary type of a pilot and the game will switch around that the the, the way people talk about you changes and stuff like that so they they the franchise has continued to evolve, but I really think, like you said, that this game aged very, very well. Um, the gameplay is virtually the same even now. Like later games would add high speed turns, which is really cool for acrobatics, and like the weather affects your airplane more. So, for example, 
you can get struck by lightning, which is really scary. Or like if you fly in the clouds too much at too high of an altitude, your plane starts to freeze um, and you, you don't perform as well and stuff starts to shut down and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool, but it's all virtually the same. Um, but yeah, I think, again, War as a Whole is horrific, but this is maybe my favorite romanticization of War. Um, like it's more, it's, it's, I think it's, I consider it a romantic game. It's more romantic than any Hemingway book about <laughs> war or any Spielberg movie about war. It's just this concept of nights in the sky that no other game or even like movie has come close to. Top Gun, maybe for Top Gun, the pilots were more annoying than heroic, right? <laughs> um, and, and yeah, I think. It's like enemy at the gates of uh, planes, kind of. <laughs> yeah, 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 kind of. Because it's like both sides are really majestic in their yeah. endeavors. And it's just, you know that if they weren't, if not for the war, that they would be the best friends, right? Or something like that. <laughs> um, it's just a very romantic movie. I think it aged very well in that sense. Um, and I think the gameplay-wise, like they nailed the Ace Combat formula. They really... They really, really did um, because the next ones just kind of build on top of it and get to a point where they're just, they're just, they're just great games. They're very deep games. If you like flying, if you like um, Rogue Squadron or any type of anime type storylines about heroes and stuff like that, you're gonna, you're gonna love this game. It's gonna be a fun time. Um, it's, it's not. It's like the anti Call of Duty in terms of. <laughs> Which is why the Call of Duty style Ace Combat game, which happened on like the PS3, Xbox 360 era, is such an egregious mistake. But we can talk about that later. I don't remember that. <laughs> I looked that up now. Yeah, there was a game called Assault Horizon, which was they tried to do it more um, Call of Duty style. There's even like turret missions on a helicopter and stuff, and it was just so bad. Um, and it doesn't. It, it's not canon because it doesn't take place in Strange Real. It takes place in the real world. So, for that reason, I'm okay with it. <laughs> but but yeah, I think overall this game aged pretty well. Um, it it, it nails the formula. It it's very deep. It has a lot of replay value. Um, the storytelling is great. The music is great. Just it, it's it's a really really good game. So the fourth question: What is the legacy of this game in gaming? And culture at large. So, I, I think I'll take, I'll take this one first. Um, I don't think this game transcended culture at large. Sadly, um, I mean it sold sadly. a bunch. It sold a bunch, but I don't think there's too many people out there that are like Ace Combat heads in the mainstream, right? I think it's a very, very niche audience, very yeah. passionate audience, but very niche. That being said, it established Ace Combat for the future. Like that was their mission, right? Like it's rebuilding every, rethinking everything again or whatever. Um, and it established it as a viable franchise to Namco that is still profitable to this day. Like after this, there was two more Ace Combats on the PS2. There was like a big exclusive on the Xbox 360, um, which believe it or not is the reason why I got an Xbox 360. Um <sighs> And then there was a bunch of PSP games. There's like, even now, if not for Ace Combat 4, none of that exists. Um, so it established that. Um, but that being said, I don't know who the audience for Ace Combat is. Um, because I know real, like, military gun guys don't necessarily like it because it's too unreal. Um, 
So Ace Combat 7, like in Ace mode, and they have like um, HOTAS support. I'm sure they like it, but I think it's more like the anime crowd or the airplane people that like it. So maybe it's like a gateway drug to flight sims. I'm not sure. Um, it's it's a niche. It's And maybe Ace, like my legacy, is, I think is the legacy of this game is that it defined that niche. I think once people bought Ace Combat 4 and loved it, they were in it for life. Um, and I think, I don't know why the sales numbers aren't as, aren't as high in the other ones, but I think the people that like got into it, got into it at Ace Combat 4, but sadly it didn't transcend culture at large. Uh, What do you think, Joe? I mean, I got my own, but just to kind of co-sign with you that that game, this game has now gotten me into Ace Combat to where like, even (laughs) as a big PlayStation fan. Never really. It wasn't just one of the the franchises that I picked up on, but now I'm actually probably I'm gonna look at seven and probably up. Um, but anyway, I had trouble nailing this one down just because like I'm not really aware of like current day flight sims and like a lot of other stuff. Like I played Squadrons, like that's the one that I think kind of just is mostly direct path as far as like legacy, but really um, realizing how deep this game was, as we talked about, it's really one of the earliest games that I think with that amount of complexity and we see it later in a lot of games generation. And I mean, going later, like ongoing now too, but like, I don't know that um, a lot of the racing games or uh, some of the other stuff where like you like the customization with like the planes and like mm. stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Just, all the depth that this game has there we see it repeated throughout the throughout history now and i think this added to where like that every game kind of have more to it than just be what it is as opposed to like the generation was the games were just what they were on their face played them now like you have these scoring systems that this one has and playability like these deep moments that you have to craft. Like this was one that kind of tied all that stuff together. And mm-hmm. I didn't appreciate it at the time, but all the game designers at the time must've been looking at this game because see that through in this, in this era really mm-hmm. start to kind of solidify. And then later on continuing to now, mm-hmm. even the most basic games have deep systems in them that if you really dig into, you can, yeah, I agree with that too because it's like you don't expect an airplane game to to have these stories or to have um this re- replayability put into it, to have these easter eggs put into it, but um I could see that maybe coming across as influential to other game developers when when it didn't cut through to like the culture at large. It definitely had to have an effect on on the game dev community. Uh but yeah, this this game it cemented itself in my heart. That's the biggest legacy. <laughs> it is. It will forever be there. I rem- I even remember what it looked like in like the PS2 memory card. It was like a little F22. So yeah. <laughs> um, the fifth question. I forgot that the PS2 card did that until just right now. Yeah, yeah the memory card had little icons yeah. and it was blocks. Even like who who knows how many blocks is a megabyte i never i never worked that out <laughs> yeah i remember the blocks i didn't remember the icons until you said that because i remember <laughs> that one now too yeah. uh the fifth question is this the peak of anything is this the peak of any of the studios is this the peak of this generation um um what do you think joe uh along with katamari i'd say this is at least part of namco's peak for sure 
as I said before, I'm not a big Tekken fan, so for me, it's not. Um, like I'd say part of the pillars of Namco. Um, oh yeah, but there's also Soul Calibur. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So throw in Soul Calibur with Katamari and <laughs> and this one. Uh, I mean, for me personally, Tekken is obviously the pillars of Namco. I'd say like I'd say it, it fits along with the peak. Yeah. Um, because like Pac-Man is legendary and iconic, but it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like what? There is the most commercially successful of all of them. So I'd say it's gotta be the peak and listening to the way you're talking about how it's reestablishing itself is just kind of, uh, I'd, I'd say it is for, for Namco and for this series at, at the very least. Yeah. See, and this was a really hard one for me because I wouldn't say it represents any peak. Like it's it's definitely the first. It's like the reestablishing of what Ace Combat is after Ace Combat Three, but I don't think it's the best Ace Combat game, like period. And I don't think it's the best Ace Combat game on the PS2 even. Uh, I think that's Ace Combat um, Zero, or even I, I I think it just got better as Ace Combat went on. Um, I don't even I don't think it's the best Namco game because I think that's Katamari and <laughs> even of like the PS2. So. It's just, it's a really, really great game. It's kind of like that GTA 3 thing where it's just like, this is the genesis of something great, but it's not necessarily the peak of it. The one thing I could say though, it's the peak for anime storyboard <laughs> story uh, cutscenes. I don't think there's anything better anywhere else. Like you said, it's like that Ken Burns style of cutscene, but it's anime drawings and really cool um, voiceovers. But, uh, I mean, it's a great game. Don't don't let this part like you're probably like if, if you're listening with a critical ear, you're like, oh, this dude's been gushing about this game, but he doesn't think it's the best Ace Combat game. That shows you how much I love Ace Combat. <laughs> I, 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 I <laughs> peak fly, like, see, I didn't, I don't love Ace Combat. Do do so. I didn't play those other. Ones. I was even gonna say at least peak game of the generation because the only comp I could think of was squadrons and again <laughs> I went back and looked at it it just blew it out of the water yeah so I think in terms of flight ace combat is better than anything else and I tried to find so many other games like I, I've secret weapons over Normandy though like that one's comes kind of close but there's a bunch of them but ace combat 5 and ace combat 0 are really very good um ace combat 4 is very good too but it's just these games are all really good. Yeah, and they've all um, built on it. So yeah, really, and they're all building on each that. other. The story, like I said, that's why I got to give a shout out to the to the story, the way it's told. <laughs> it's really unique. It's really fun. It's it's really, it's moving in a different way that the later ones, like, so one of them has, like, traditional, like, CGI cutscenes, and the other one has, like, um, it's it's real actors talking, like, it's it's ace pilots talking about facing you 10 years later and it's real actors real cutscenes. so that's kind of weird but good there's just some weirdness with the lip sync um because i can't tell if they recorded in english or in japanese or whatever <laughs> um, but this one like it avoids all of that and it's just a really good story so that that's the peak but it's a great game if you haven't played it play it it's cheap you can find it anywhere um first you have to find the console for it yeah i guess backwards uh, compatibility there is sony's done a good job about that and um so the sixth and the last question how would this game work or look like in 2021 what do you think joe yeah i mean my 
from last season was just be a realistic uh, flight sim. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, like this one's so much more than that because it does have like those flying elements, yeah. um, and it has yeah like the those those moments. So it's not like a flight sim. Mm. So yeah, I mean it would. I have vision list for this one and just like an updated version, kind of Ace Combat. What what Ace Combat Seven? I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean that's what I think too. It's Ace Combat Seven, except I'd love more stories told from that angle of like the kid writing to you from the future. Um, I don't really think you can improve on this game on Ace Combat Seven. I think just give me more of it. <laughs> Give me the yellow 13 stories from some other kid, please. That That's what this game should be. In 2021, bring yellow 13 to life um, <laughs> and let me play a Russian knight of the sky type pilot because that's all these games are. like. Just make the graphics better um, and give me more of these heroic types of stories. Nothing else. I Eliminate the trench run. More super <laughs> weapons that are really scary. Uh, but yeah, these games are, have such a good formula that I don't really think there's much to improve on. I, I played Ace Combat 7 online for a little bit and it's, it's not really great. I don't know how you could do dogfights online, like squadrons online. I've been playing a lot of that and it's fine, but it's not great because you're encountered with how much you suck. And the great (laughs) thing about these games is that you feel like a hero every time you feel like you're turning the tide of battle and in online you feel like you're turning the tide of battle in the opposite way right <laughs> so i don't think online is the key um i don't think this works on mobile you definitely need as big as possible ace combat 7 vr i haven't played it i heard it was fine um but i don't i don't necessarily think what makes ace combat great is the engrossment that you get from being in a VR setting. I think it's more the engrossment that you get from all the chatter around you, from all this myth building around you. So that I, I just I just need more of that. I need Ace Combat 8 and I want it to be about Yellow 13. <laughs> and I will personally pay up to $65 American to see that happen. <laughs> okay, so question. It's yeah. not exclusive anymore, but Sony it the next one's gonna come out on a PS5. Yeah. Okay, as long as it has 3D audio, that's my the biggest thing that I need for the next version of this game is all I want to mm. say. Because mm. they have that capability now, and the mix <laughs> in this, in PS2, was incredible. Yeah, With 3D audio, full capabilities, you hear things blowing up behind you, blowing up, oh man. That, <laughs> yeah. I invested in these 3D audio headphones. Give me that mix, please. <laughs> yeah, um, that would be cool. Maybe you could also hear your that. Well, you know what would be really cool. Better than that would be cool because it'd be right in your ears. You'd hear like an actual headset. Oh man, that's gonna be fun. What if every airplane, like if it actually had the sounds of the airplane, like if if because each airplane sounds different based on the way they're intaking in air through their intake. So that would be really cool. Oh yeah. Um, But I gotta get a PS5, and they're still out of stock everywhere. And I probably won't get it. Maybe until Ace Combat 8. Ace Combat 8. That's that's how I get a PS5. (laughs) Ace Combat 8 on the PS5. That's how I get it. Um, But uh, yeah, thanks, Joe, for joining me. And Or is there anything else that you wanted to add about the game? No, not that I... That I... So far. I mean, other than... 
it sold it's so good it sold me on current iterations of it so <laughs> take that for it, what it's worth i guess yeah it really is it it's really very good again if you haven't played this game play it um but thanks joe for joining me and for um yeah for for letting me game the system so we could talk about this game. I really love this game. I really wanted to talk about it. Let's see if, if we're lucky and I get to talk about Ace Combat 5 or Ace Combat 0. Uh, but I don't think I'll, I'll, I'll do the gaming of the system anymore. Um, but thanks again. Um, and uh, if you like this episode, share it with a friend. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Send us an email at the email on the show notes if you want to talk about a game or if you have a note or something that we missed about one of your favorite games um but yeah thanks guys and we'll see you next time Irrelevant Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.